You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and I'm here with my partners in crime, Daniel and Kelly. In today's Car Rides Worth of Content, we are going to be talking about creating a rhythm for your teens all week long. But first, as always, I need to ask my favorite question. What are you guys loving? I have this children's book that I've bought for a couple of uh, ones for my nephew and ones for my um, goddaughter. And it's called When God Made You. It's by Matthew Paul Turner and David Catro. I don't know who they are, but those are the authors anyway. And it's a big poem, and I just really like this book. This Mm -hmm. is how it goes. You, you, when God made you, God made you all shiny and new, an incredible you, a you all your own, a you unlike anyone else ever known. An exclusive design, one God God refined. You're a perfectly crafted one of a kind, because when God made you, somehow God knew that the world needed someone exactly like you. Just a great little kid's book. So cute. Sweet. Yeah. Love it. We all need to hear that sometimes. When not God just babies. made you. <laughs> yeah. Teens actually like it when you read them kids' books every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not all the time, but every once in a while right. they, they like it. Well, we read them a kid's book every Christmas. We do. Yeah. The gift One of, my of favorite, nothing. My, what, my favorite Christmas book. The gift of nothing. It's so great. Awesome. Um, I am loving my car right now because... Mm. It was having some issues, and I thought I was going to have to get a new one because the repairs were going to be like $8,000. But then it turned out that all those repairs that it, that the computer was saying it needed, it just needed a new computer. So I got a new computer for my car. It's got like 105,000 miles on it, and I, I'm so excited that I get to drive it like 200,000 miles. <laughs> I do. I don't want a new car. I, lo- I like my good old beat-up Ford Explorer. Love it. it. (laughs) It's a good mom car anyways. It's a good car. It's a good car. I am loving Southwest, Southwest Airlines. Mm. I just, I've been booking a lot of flights, planning a lot of trips for the year because their flights just open for like half the year in advance. Um, Where are you going? Well, I just visit my family. I don't have any family who lives around here. So I booked flights for all the holidays and summer trips and everything. So yeah, but I just love them. I love flying with them. I'm pretty biased. I don't even look for like the cheapest flights. I'm just like, I just want to be on Southwest. They just sent me free drink tickets in the mail because I fly with them so often. It's just awesome. I love them. It's not It's not <laughs> so worth it to save the 50 bucks that you're going to save to fly another airline a lot of the time. Well, to pay for the bag that you yeah, have yeah. to pay yeah. for the bags. Bring, yep. Yeah, I think so. That's what I think. Pack your bags. It's on. <laughs> All right, well, let's get started with our car rides worth of content today, creating a rhythm all week long. Yeah, teens really thrive when you can create a regularity and a rhythm for them all the time. So if we can get our programs and our message into the rhythm of their week, they'll come a lot more consistently. And so when we try to create um, our programs, we're talking about mass and either resurrection or uprising, depending on if they're middle school or high school teens, um, being part of their Sunday schedule. So in the afternoon and evening, we have resurrection and uprising, and we actually just moved those this year, partly because we want it to be a regular part of that weekend. Do our listeners planning. know what resurrection and uprising? Well, are? I just said it's for middle school and our high school programs. So resurrection Resurrection's is, middle. Yes. 
Uprising is High School, which shares a name with this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so we moved our Uprising program from Thursday nights to Sunday late afternoons this year. And partly we did that because the Uprising program comes before our 530 Mass, and then there's Mass, and then Resurrection comes right after that Mass. And so we want to build it into a rhythm for their week. Um, so we give them a message and a challenge each week in our programs, and hopefully we're doing that in Big Church and Mass as well. Um, we want, every time that we give a message, we want to answer three questions. What do we want them to know? What do we want them to do? And what do we want them to feel? And we build that with their small group discussion and help them to form community there, um, help those relationships to answer those questions, and then to go out into their week and really use that new knowledge, really use the challenge of having something to do um, and continue to think about what they're feeling. So it leads into their work week, so to speak, where they're going to school and doing all of their activities. So how can we really impact their week with what they hear on Sunday? Yeah, we want their faith to be a Sunday to Monday faith, right? It's not just on Sunday. And so we want to create a rhythm throughout the week that reminds them of that. And so the best way that we can do that is coach our small group leaders to lead small all during the week. And so we coach them to do a couple of things. The first thing we do is is coach them to invest in one teen per week to remember something that that teen said and and text them about their game or their test or a performance, like write it on the calendar so you can send them a text saying, hey, how was that test you were talking about or how was that game we were praying for? Um, even better, you could go to a game. You could encourage your small group leaders to go to a game or a performance or a recital so that they are seeing their team throughout the week. And that's that's a, it's a fun thing to do. It's hard to work it into your schedule when you're a parent and you have other things going on. But, man, it's worth it. It's really worth it. Can I tell you one thing that I still do for a teen who's long back beyond high school, mm -hmm. but I still have it in my phone to pray every day for wow. her. She asked me to do it for a little while, and I've just never taken it out Aww. of my phone. So wow. at 2.30 awesome. every day, I have a reminder in my phone to pray for her. Wow. She I mean, it's simple, to too. Have you. Yeah. I don't, it's not a long prayer usually, but it just reminds me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So you could do that, too. Put a reminder in your phone mm -hmm. to pray for your students, and then it has you thinking about them, which might encourage you to reach out to them. So the next thing we would coach small group leaders to do is just to leverage what they're already doing. If you're on social media, post a picture. And, and you know, if, if there's a funny meme that relates to what you were talking about, or if you took a picture during program, post it on your social media and tag them. If you find an interesting article or or something along the way in the news, something that you might have been talking about in small group or something that reminds you of your small group, forward it to them. And then finally, um, you, everybody's using text messages during the week. So make a group chat and text with your whole group throughout the week. We My group texts prayer requests around every week, which is great. Uh, we've kept in touch over the summer by doing that. The next thing we coach our small group leaders to do is to ask them who's coming to program. This is a great, great way to kind of get accountability for 
whether or not they're coming. Um, because if you ask them if they're coming, then they'll say yes or no. And if, the, if it's a no, then you can ask why. And oftentimes the answer to the why gives you lots of conversation that you can be having with them or ways that you can be praying for them. If they say they have a ton of homework or they're, you know, their parents can't drive them or something like that, this can create conversation um, for you to have with them when they do show up or even just through the text messaging. So two days before program or day before program, ask them who is coming. And then to encourage them to come that night, you could have something special about that night. You could bring cupcakes. You could be celebrating someone's birthday. You could want to take a group photo. Maybe you're playing a game this week, or maybe somebody told a story last week and you want, and everybody wants to hear like the end of the story, like mm-hmm. what, what happened with that? So um, there's all sorts of things that you can, that you can coach your small group leaders to do to encourage kids to come. Yeah. And teens like knowing what to expect. So having a program at the same time every week creates that rhythm. They know they're going to get a message. They know they're going to go into small group time. And then you take that next step to keep that rhythm going throughout the week as small yes. group leaders get involved and text them, show up, right. do, whatever, do every anything Wednesday, that Kelly said. Yeah. You want to be expecting a text from your small group leader. Yeah. And yeah. every Friday, I know I'm going to get a text asking yeah. if I'll be there on right. Sunday, whatever it may be. And then sometimes we switch it up a little bit and they can have things that they are looking forward to that they know what's coming and that creates a rhythm of excitement for we know like Kelly said in the beginning every Christmas we read them a little book we have story time everybody comes in their pajamas our last program before Christmas and we serve cookies and hot chocolate and Daniel reads them a little kid's story what is it called the gift of nothing The gift of nothing great book but they love it they all huddle up on stage next to each other and that's something we do every year and they look forward to it. tradition it's a yeah. yeah tradition but you can do other things you can go out together as a small group instead of just meeting with program as long as your youth minister knows but just take one week off once or twice throughout the year you can take them to something special like a escape room the trampoline place they can go walk to ice cream instead of meeting in their small group room that night you can go ihop has all you can eat pancakes once a year do all these fun things that switch it up but there'll be things that they look forward to I think our small group leaders are always surprised when we tell them that too. And I don't, I think yeah. a lot of yeah, they don't churches aren't, do that. don't, uh, maybe aren't comfortable with that, but we encourage our small group leaders to go out and do that once or twice a year, skip program for tonight and go out and do something fun together. We had one night this year where we decided that's all we were going to do. We told the leader, the small group leaders a few weeks ahead of time um, and just said, you're responsible for this night. We're going to get you every small group, a couple of pizzas and you can take them off campus if you want. We just need permission slips. Um, but go do something fun, whether it's watching a movie or playing a game. Or mm-hmm. I took my group to escape rooms. Um, and whatever decide it is. together what you have guys fun. want to do as a group to have fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is a win with some leaders we have seen? Yeah, and just making it part of the rhythm of the week. So we just had a group of senior boys that graduated and their leaders, um, Pat and Pat were their names, they knew those boys so well. And their senior boys are tough to get to show up week after week. They had a consistent kind of group within the group that was there each week. But then they had a lot of boys who kind of dropped off over the years and might show up sporadically. But they were still in touch with them. 
and they sent a text every week um, asking them if they were going to be there. And if they weren't going to be there, I think this was the most amazing part to me. They knew exactly why they weren't going to be there. So they they said, oh, yeah, you know, Johnny's not going to be here because he's got um, a play going on right now. And it just showed the level of engagement, even though those boys weren't coming every single week. They continued to have a rhythm in their week where Pat and Pat were checking in with them. And I went in one time to their group and I heard one of the Pats say, you know, we might be uh, an especially small group some weeks, but whenever you can be here and whoever is here, we love to see you and we'll always be here to support you. Um, I think that's really important for a small group leader to say they have the rhythm too. And it's so important for the small group leader to lead small by just showing up. We're going to be here. We want you guys here too. And just like we don't want all of our adults and members of our big church, it just be one hour of mass on Sunday and then they forget about it during the week. We want our students to come to program and then carry it through, relate it to their week and still be a part of their small group during the week and all those things. And when you create that rhythm throughout the week, that's where we see consistency in their commitment and their growth. So thanks for joining us today on Uprising. We love you guys. Next time we will be talking about how to move your students out and prepare them for what's next. Join us for that.